0: Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hoag. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me for a new video. In this one, I'm feeling inspired to talk about something that you've heard me talk about before. I want to talk about one thing that I think the majority, I don't want to say majority, but that a lot of people that sell print-on-demand products or that want to sell print-on-demand products but are struggling to lock in maybe that first sale that you can change, that you can do differently to increase the likelihood of making that sale. It's probably the most common, I don't want to say problem, you know, it's kind of subjective, all right, and we're going to talk about what it is in a second, but it's something that I see commonly that I know can be improved upon and I don't know what it is that's like inside of us that makes us want to do too much. In my mind, I think of it as we want to do too much when it comes to designing t-shirts. Yes, we're going to talk about design. Designing is not my expertise yet. I still manage to sell quite a few print-on-demand products, uh, you know, daily. Really, uh, I guess you know it's subjective again. How much do you consider quite a few? But. I do decently well for myself, let's just put it that way, and I want to show you how I do it without being a good designer, all right, that's what I want to show you, but it's not just going to be about how I do it, I I was thinking about how I wanted to prep this video, and I think what I want to do is kind of like organically show you my process of kind of finding a listing, maybe not a shirt, whatever product it is, finding one that I'm going to show you what I don't like that they did that I think is more common than we would imagine and how I would go about fixing it, how I would go about redesigning that that product. All right, so let's get started. <music> Quick reminder, take advantage of the free weekly print on demand giveaway. It takes like 10 seconds to enter. Two winners are going to be randomly selected and announced this Sunday. They're going to receive a license to Merch Titans upload automation, Merch Ninja research tools, all sunsets premium pre-made graphics and Bubble Scout, my go-to Redbubble niche research tool. The link is at the top of the description for that. Also down there, I've got a free seven-day Merch by Amazon mini course delivered via email, one lesson a day. And I've got a great Merch by Amazon Facebook community if you'd like to join. All right, we got that business out the way. Let's get to this uh, design review. Okay, so in real time, what I'm going to try to do, because I don't want to over-edit this. I want to, you know, pretend as if it's almost like a live stream. We're not live, but, like, I want to show you kind of an example of what I see a lot of people doing that I'm not in agreement with as far as it being a good uh, design strategy relative to the approach that I would normally take. And if you can just make your designs, like I always say with air quotes, good enough, uh, at a minimum, you'll remove a barrier to making a sale. Because in my mind, like a design that isn't good enough, like maybe you'll find somebody that likes it enough to buy it, but like generally speaking... The flip side of that is having a design that appeals to people, right? Not that they have to kind of, you know, talk themselves into buying it mentally, but like to actually want to buy it because the design is good. Stuff like this I see a lot of, all right? I didn't want to spend forever prepping a bunch of design styles that I don't like. Uh, My plan is after I show you this, we'll go kind of browse through different designs and talk about what I think works, what doesn't work, and then I'll kind of show you how I go about making designs myself on the fly that actually sell, even though I'm not a good graphic designer, all right, so what I don't like about this, and I see a lot of people that do this, guys, is, like, just, and this is all, of course, subjective, and it's my opinion, all right, we got that out the way, I'm just a YouTuber, I'm a talking head on a screen, so if you disagree, hey, you're welcome to, it's no big deal at all, Uh, I welcome it, all right, I don't like when we're putting text in print-on-demand designs, and we feel the need to add a stroke, you know, like, we have, like, a one-line stroke of, like, orange, it looks like, wrapping the white text now white text contrasted against a black background like a black hat works do we need to get cute and overcomplicate things um these the designer of this product was doing the orange you know stroke and then did rainbow underneath that and it's just like to me i see this and i just immediately think like doing too much you know unless this is of course unless it's like a part of a, a niche a cross niche or a sub niche okay in that case fine of course it's fine you know um but like still I'd probably go about like just putting a rainbow above and across the 100 rather than putting rainbow text. I just don't like I don't like when text is warped and hard to read. I'm not I'm not a fan of that. I like bold big easy to read text. Not crazy colors going on, um complementary colors, you know, or even a color palette. You can make each line of text its own color and you know do things like that. All right, let's check out some um some existing products on Redbubble, you know, I, I like Redbubble looking for this more than I like going to, you know, maybe flying research or Amazon, because when you come to places like this, you know, you get typically the best sellers at the top. You know, I guess actually we could do some some research here if we wanted to go to um, like get inspired MBA maybe or uh, some of these tools have like new designs. So you can actually just kind of scroll through the newer designs or the seller trends. Maybe, you know, a lot of these are typically newer shirts. Um, although these all at a glance look like they're pretty, pretty good looking shirts. Like something like this is like what I'm talking about that I really like. All right. I'm not talking about dislike here. I'm talking about that. I like this. So what they ended up doing here, guys, and you can see behind me, I'm, I got the zoom. They have some big, bold, easy to read white text against a black background, right? I'm not telling that that we all have to be like robots cloning each other's approach to designing products. I'm just saying that you can do such a simple approach that we know works and it's done quickly, efficiently. There's no guesswork because we know it already works. It's validated. And it saves time. So you make good designs that don't even take long to make, right? And then they got a football graphic and you know, you can make your own game day graphic with or without a football. Like just to show you guys, like if I come to Photoshop here, this is my merch template that I always start out with. I can just turn on my big text layer. I can say Game day, right? I already have the font selected. I can do this, make it big. um, Although, of course, I just messed it up. Do something like this, make it as big as I want, you know? I mean, I know sometimes things are just, like, too big and they look ridiculous, but I've done videos in the past where I share, like, I I think when we're selling online, it's okay to be, like, ridiculous in how big we present the design versus if we're in a store. And I've even gone to stores, taken pictures, and been like, This is what they're actually selling in retail stores and I bet you it sells extremely well here in person, but it wouldn't translate necessarily as well online digitally, you know, given the landscape, you know, it's different in a store Clothing, clothing is hung and you can grab it and touch it and you're there in close proximity to see it and there's not a ton of competition being shoved in your face all at once like Amazon with 40 44 products or 48 products per page and Redbubble with like 100 some per page you know, here it's like, you know, game day, boom, white text, black shirt. Um, I can distress it if I want to distress it. I've done tutorials on that a long time ago, older YouTube videos on my channel. Um, you know, like they did a distressed here and doing an effect like that's not that hard. You know what I mean? Or you can just literally like flip the text to, you know, Edmund texture and I'll drop a link in the description. There's actually a, um, deal going on in the month of February that you can take advantage of. And it's for both first time users of Creative Fabrica where you can get this font. This is one of my favorite distressed fonts uh, because you saw that. I mean, I didn't have to actually go out of my way to distress it. I just switched the font to Edmund Texture. Um, But yeah, it's like you can join for a dollar if you haven't joined before. And then if you have joined before, uh, I don't know if you can still do the dollar, but it cuts a a discount into your monthly renewal. So I'll I'll drop a link to that in the description. It's like a month of February special that they uh, emailed me about. Um, let's go back to Redbubble though. I feel like we'll find better, you know, bad-ish designs on Redbubble. So here's an example that's easy to pick apart really quickly, you know, and maybe it's not easy to pick apart, but it just, to me, like it's, it's easier illustrated, I guess, when you're here, like look at all these products in search results. And when you have like the black shirts and the light colored foreground, I just feel like it pops, like it. It's easier in my mind, at least in my subconscious, when I look at 10 things at once, the of the ones that are popping are like the black shirts with the light foregrounds to me, Um, the white shirt with like the lighter foreground elements. It's almost like they blend together, you know, like if I was just scrolling past that, I wouldn't even know what it said for a million dollars. I wouldn't be able to tell you what the text said, whereas like a shirt like this one right here, I survived 100 days of school. Like I read that immediately. Like I know what it says. I can, you know, scroll past it in milliseconds and my eyes still pick up what it said. You know, or hundred days unlocked. That's an easy one. Um, this one right here, the hundred days with my nomies. It's no fault of the designer, you know, but they designed it on a um, kids school T-shirt, and that's actually a pretty good idea to set that as the primary product display. The downside is Redbubble's mock-up for kids shirts isn't that good, and it's not really like prominently displaying the um, the design on those products. All right. Uh, what else can we do though? Like. I don't want to get too specific in saying what I don't like. Uh, And in this case, like, the stroke on there, the letters, it works. But um, it's just certain design styles. Maybe I have to go down towards the bottom. I don't know. Um, Of course, like, they're going to put, like, the best ones on page one. So, I'm trying to find the bad designs that I want to try to make better. Something like this is what I like. You know, without me even having to kind of illustrate it, like, when I think of designing for print-on-demand... I think of flat design, you know, me as a web developer, like, and like I was a web develop, a front end web developer from when we kind of transitioned into, I don't even know. I hate like assigning like a web 2.0, web 3.0. I don't know what to call it. Right. But when we started transitioning into utilizing more like functionality built into web browsers, as opposed to like needing to go find plugins to do things like make a web page look cool, you know, like all of a sudden we could use code. To add animation and add, you know, drop shadows and do things like that. I think of adding effects like that, like like drop shadows, for instance, are a big one that stand out in my head as like, hey, I'm building a web page. I'm going to add a drop shadow, you know, or, you know, a stroke like we could do a stroke kind of sort of there's ways uh, in CSS, like in, in code in, in being a web developer. Those are things I would do on a website and they would look great. But I don't want to do that in a T-shirt. It doesn't translate very well to printing, and I just don't think it looks good in the mock-ups. Whereas, like this right here is an example of what I like to do. This is what I recommend doing. What makes this like a lot of times, like I feel like, uh, as we're becoming better and better designers and even experienced people, in my opinion, fall victim to doing too much. Like, oh, I don't like, you know, what's what's wrong with my text? Why isn't it popping the way that? the best sellers text pops, you know? And then we like get into Photoshop and, you know, adding effects like, I don't even know what people do. Like maybe like drop shadows or, I mean, I guess against a black background, it's not going to show, but like you definitely don't want to do like glowing. The glows aren't going to translate into print. Um, Doing like a bevel and emboss, you know, stuff like this. I, I, you know, that's, I guess you could, it depends on your, what you're going for with your design. But these are things that I like never do. Like, do you guys see the difference between like, Text like this that you see here, you know, and, um, you know, I could illustrate maybe a drop shadow of like yellow and make it um, solid, you know, stuff like this. Like, even though this is just an example of what not to do and it's like very blatantly not an attractive design, but I see people trying to make attractive designs doing variations of this too often, you know, and what I think the best approach is, is like this right here. This is honestly like a perfect example because they just found a font that works. They made the top font big. They alternated colors that are all very complementary to the black background. So it's optimized for a black background. And the colors also work together as a color palette with each other. And they're not doing anything other than just those flat colors. Like the T-Rex is flat green. The one in the number 100 is a flat red. The zero is orange. The zero is blue. It's so simple, but it works, right? Am I the only one that thinks this is a good design? And it doesn't require some crazy ability here, you know. Like that's a you could literally get a T Rex like PNG and just apply a color overlay, okay? And you know that your graphic is solved, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like go go find a T Rex PNG color overlay. Maybe you make some other transformative edit, like maybe you put the 100 inside the T Rex and cut it out. I don't know things like that. This by the way this video wasn't about the hundred days of school It was just kind of an easy low-hanging fruit for a niche But I hope that this video wasn't awful um, If if you agree, please at least uh, leave a like on it so that the youtube algorithm knows what you think um, But this is kind of I just wanted to get like a little preachy go off the cuff A lot of times my videos are pre-planned and this one I wanted to kind of treat it like a conversation as if you were here next to me and I'm like You know, hey, this is what most people are doing I don't want to say wrong, but like could do better And hopefully that came through you get what I was saying Um, you know there's no need to do too much with your print on demand designs and sometimes like a more minimalist approach good color scheme stick to the fundamental principles that we know work and you you'll, you'll be on your way to making sales all right guys that's all i really wanted to cover thank you for watching this video till the end i do appreciate your time please like and subscribe if you haven't already and i will see you tomorrow with a new video